Show, which can be found on our website at treyerwilderness.com and also on iTunes. Welcome to the Mountain Woman Radio Show, where we are homesteading traditionally 100% off-grid today and offering preparedness and survival tips for tomorrow. Here's your host, Tammy Treyer. Hello, everyone. Tammy Treyer, Mountain Woman Radio. It is so good to have you joining me today. It is a beautiful day. I'm out and about. And I wanted to share some things with you today. We talked about it last week about Mother Nature and how the panhandle of Idaho has been getting pummeled with rain and snow this winter and this spring. And, you know, the Texas and Oklahoma had so many wildfires. It was just awful. Same time. So it's so diverse and so crazy how Mother Nature really... uh, affects everyone. So let's talk today about ways that you can be a little more prepared for emergencies and for Mother Nature. First and foremost, one of the most important things I feel is educating our children. Let's just look at something simple. Something is, I shouldn't say simple, but let's start at home. So if you have a fire or a need to evacuate your home? Have you sat down and discussed with your family where you would meet if you had to evacuate the home for whatever reason? Having a meeting place outside of the home is important, and if that meeting place is, say, impaired in some way, have another, have a backup. Oftentimes in our home, we have three backup measures for something, just because it just seems to be a good number and a good way to roll so that you are well protected and well covered. So if you don't have that place, I encourage you to sit with your family and discuss these things. And there'll be more things to discuss as we go here because I'm going to cover a bunch of different topics. Another thing is, okay, let's say your children are small and God forbid you did have a fire. It was at night. They're in bed. They hear the smoke alarms go off. They need to evacuate. You happen to be downstairs, can't get back up to them. They need to know what they need to do and what the next step is. For starters, a lot of people with two-story buildings don't have little ladders to get out of the second story. So these are things you need to think about and have in place and also go over them with your children. Don't just let it be assumed that because it's there, they're going to know what to do. Practice. Practice these things. The more you practice them, the more they become ingrained and the more it becomes like a routine so that when you really do need to put these things in place, they'll work out well for you in a troubled time. I can 
tell you that from experience. I'll share a little story with you toward the end then. Another thing you need to have is on your refrigerator or somewhere that's accessible to the whole family is a list of all the emergency phone numbers, including grandma and grandpa and someone else to reach if they can't reach you. And if your kids do have cell phones, make sure all these numbers are in their cell phones. It's really important because you never know those extra seconds that it could save from hitting a speed dial versus dialing the number can make a really big difference. Trust me, I've experienced it. But that is so huge. So many people don't have that in place. You know, the fire department, 911, explain to them how to do it. Explain to them what to do. Make sure your address is written down. If you have young children and they need the address, keep going over the address. Keep going over their phone number. Keep going over these emergency numbers and the importance of them. The ambulance, uh, poison control. You know, put these numbers down that they're accessible for the family. Because I know in my home, I tend to take care of all that kind of stuff. I take care of all the, a lot of the phone calling. I take care of all the paperwork. You know, so I know these numbers. Where my guys don't so much. And if something were to happen to me, and I didn't have those things in place, I'd be sunk. So, you know, it, it, I know the same pertains in your family. And children are young and don't really think of these things, but this is something we need to educate in our homes. Also, being prepared for the unexpected with Mother Nature is really, really important. Every area of the country has different effects of Mother Nature. Down south, you get a lot of tornadoes and hurricanes on the coast and wildfires it can be all over the place, floods, all kinds of things. And you know what directly affects your area and you need to be prepared for those things. One thing that I feel is really important when it comes to preparedness in general is not having a part-time attitude for preparedness that, yeah, I wrote the numbers down, yeah, I stocked up a little water, stocked up a little food, you know, good, I'm good to go. Don't have that mindset. That mindset will cause you so much trouble. I feel that the mindset people should have today with the way our country and our society is, is to have a, a mindset where your preparedness is a lifestyle, that every day you are doing something new to improve the next day or your future. And that is how we roll. That's how we live. Even if what we're doing today is directly going to affect tomorrow, whatever it is that we're doing will also affect us in the long run. So having that mindset really will help you and fully embrace a preparedness lifestyle and thought process. So keep that going. As we talk today, just on preparedness for Mother Nature, I think you'll gain a lot of ideas and tips that may not be something that you standardly think of. I want to share two stories with you today. One is last year we went six and a half months without an income due to my illness in 2016. And had we not had the preparedness mindset that we do and had a full pantry and harvested our meat that was in the freezer and in our pantry. While my men were caring for me for those six and a half months, they would have also had to been foraging from the wild because we had $9.99 to our name. 
I kid you not. And it was a really rough time in some ways, and in other ways it was really awing to see God's hand at work in our lives and in our day-to-day. But I'm so thankful for our lifestyle, our mindset, and the way we embrace life. And I want to encourage people to do that because that was a really rough time and it could have been so much more awful had we not lived the way we do. So I want to encourage that. I want to encourage you to elongate your thinking and continue your preparedness thinking in life. Make it a journey for yourself. Another story I'd like to share with you is I mentioned that I knew firsthand what it's like when it takes those extra seconds to make a phone call. My husband last year also, while I was not well, had a situation where he chewed a valerian root capsule or tablet, hoping that it would make him fall asleep faster. Don't ever do that. Don't ever chew pills. Because pills are meant to end up in your stomach and then be effective in your body. When he chewed that capsule or that tablet, it actually started working and in a very strong way. And what the valerian root did for him is it started shutting down the part of the brain that tells you to breathe. And it was by the grace of God, because I don't normally go into the bedroom at the exact same time he does. I usually come in 10, 15 minutes later. Had I done that that night, I, w- I would be a widow. He, uh, he laid down and was talking to him and he's not responding. It's kind of weird. And he was tired, but it was just weird. And then I looked at his eyes. Well, actually the lights, the lights were out and he wasn't answering me. And I, I flipped the light switch on and his eyes were really funky. Like the pupils were huge. And I talked to him again and it was kind of spacey. And I'm like, oh my word, what's going on with you? And this wasn't acting right. And at the time, my friend Rhonda from thefarmerslamp.com was staying with us and she was previously a nurse. So I had her come up and I was really concerned for him. And as I'm waiting for her to come up, I'm noticing he's just breathing heavy and just really acting funny, really out of it. And he was, you know, objecting to me calling 911 and objecting to things. But it got to the point where we just had to make decisions because he was getting to the point where he wasn't breathing. He stopped breathing eight times before we got the ambulance there. And in our area, I can't dial 911 because we don't have a landline. So I tried the sheriff's office. And the local phone lines are really wonky out here. And sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. And that night, they didn't work. It kept coming up telling me that the number is non-existent, which I know it isn't because I've called them many times. Tried twice, I was like, forget it. Dialed a friend of ours who I knew traveled on the ambulance and I knew he'd be sleeping. So made sure he was awake and asked him to please dial 911 explaining the situation. He hung up and called and a friend of ours heard it come across the scanner but 911 didn't have enough information. So she started Facebook messaging me to get information while I'm shaking my husband and helping keeping him breathing. And it was all through God's hands this, this situation because the ambulance driver knew where we live. We are very remote. We are in a weird location, very easy to get on the wrong road and get lost. And 
the friend that was Facebook messaging me, her husband is a deputy and also knew where we lived. So they got out here, but the mountain boy had to go unlock our gate. We are locked in by the Idaho Department of Lands. So he had to go unlock the gate because no one else has the key besides us in the state. And just thankfully that we had enough hands on deck and we've gone over this. And honestly, I have to say it was scary, but I wasn't freaked out and I wasn't alarmed. It was like clockwork. It was like robotic almost because we've gone through this so much and I've gone through it so many times in my head. So it really pays to be able to have a protocol in place. Got the dogs in the bathroom and the EMTs came in and it was cutting it that close that the EMT was just about not able to get an IV in him because his body was shutting down. Like I said, he had already stopped breathing eight times. So trust me when I say you have to have these plans in place. You have to be able to go over these things. And your kids may balk because they have to do it, but if they ever have to use it, it is such a saving grace and is going to make life so, so much easier for you and the situation so much less stressful. So those are some topics on preparedness that I'm going to share with you today. And like I said, I want you to write down these lists of the phone numbers. I want you to practice and have protocols in place. Next week, we're going to talk about some other things that you can do in preparedness efforts with Mother Nature. And I will have some handouts available for you to help you in the process. I know that your loved ones are as important to you as mine are for me. And it's a choice to live this life. You don't have to live like we do, but it's a choice to embrace preparedness no matter where you are. It doesn't matter if you're in an apartment or in a high rise or where you live, in town, out of town. You gotta think of all the things that can affect you. You know, us being out of town, you just heard some of our struggles. We're out of town, we're far away from things. People don't know where we are. We're locked back in. We don't have a landline. Our phones are twisted and don't always work. It's through the internet. Technology stinks sometimes. I'll be the first to admit that as a programmer and web designer and on the internet all the time with social media and our website. Every time you need it to work, it doesn't. So you gotta be prepared and you gotta have backups. Those are today's thoughts and I encourage you to join me next week so we can talk some more about this. And I'm gonna share some handouts with you next week that'll help you on your preparedness efforts. So, so glad to have you joining me. So glad to be back and so glad to be able to share on this platform. So help me reach more people. Go to treyerwilderness.com slash iTunes and leave a review of today's podcast so that I have the ability to be seen more and to reach more viewers just like you. So thanks so much, guys. Appreciate you. Love you all. And God bless. You're listening to the Mountain Woman Radio Show, where you will learn something new every week. We hope you enjoyed the show and encourage you to join us at treyerwilderness.com. And be sure to connect with us on iTunes. Remember, your reviews on iTunes are very important to us and help us reach more people just like you.